Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out the last episode. If you're one of those people, I hope you enjoyed the conversation and thanks so much for coming back. But for those of us out there who are new to the show, welcome. Feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. Cheers, my friend. Cheers, Sykes. Cheers. Yes. Woo, I am sitting here today. Actually, let me take a sip as I fade this out. Yes. Oh, DJ Mixon. Yeah, All right, bring it I'm back. Sitting yeah. Here, I'm sitting here today <laughs> with my friend, the one and only Marcus Crawford. Make some noise for the internet. Woo! Woo! What's up, Sykes? I need to get used to like this whole like I'm looking at OBS, but the camera's there, and I gotta like <laughs> I'm looking at the wrong thing, you know. So yeah, 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 yeah. Shit, I'm is- doing the same thing, but that's okay. It could be like interview style. Um, you know, you're looking at the person asking the questions instead of actually but, in the camera. You know what's actually super funny about this situation right now is, uh, with the way that I had the podcast set up before, I would always be on the left side of the screen, and my guests would be on the right. But now with the way everything's angled, I'm on the right side now but you're also looking to the right at times so like we're both just kind of like off looking on 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 the opposite side it's super funny but anyways Uh, joys of video yes how the fuck are you doing man i'm good man i'm good uh trying to stay not mad at anything lately like everybody's so mad about everything and i'm just kind of trying to i don't know it takes a lot for me to get pissed off about shit but um, doing good, uh, making videos, making music, and just doing my thing, pretty much. No doubt, same man, same. You know, it's ever since the COVID shit went down and we all got put into quarantine. There's been, you know, a lot of scary stuff going on, and I'm like, shit. Like, wish the best for all my friends and my family, yeah. and it's like I just, you know, I don't want to be selfish or anything but i gotta take care of me myself and i and my my, my small bubble so it's just like you know exactly worrying about yeah, the house we gotta take, worrying yeah, about we gotta take care of ourselves you know what i mean and and i'm worried about you know friends and family the close bubble same as you you know what i mean so we just got to do what we can i guess well i feel like you know it's really hard to be able to provide for other people if you're not in a position where you're providing for yourself and you're not right. like in a healthy mindset so i've been trying my best and doing pretty well just to like focus on uh the things that i care about and uh that's about it, man. Uh, good, but, good. So, you, my friend, you're 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 a punk rocker, punk rocker, yes, and and, and a nerd <laughs> with with tech savvy skills. Yeah, a tech I'm like savvy... one of the strangest punk rock uh, punk rockers out there. I I even did my hair for the show. You know, I did my <laughs> hair for you, and hopefully the the listeners on the podcast will even be able to hear it. You know, if you can hear my hair. That's a good thing. I'll but anyways, you. yeah, so I have a lot of uh, – I, I guess I have a lot of hobbies on the side of being a punk rocker, like making videos and taking pictures and stuff. I'm actually I, – I, I wanted to say that it's weird that we are not friends and that we have never really crossed paths in the music scene of Pittsburgh. I always thought that was kind of weird. I'm like – He's kind of like me. He does like the video stuff, and totally. you know, he's in the music scene. And it's weird that we're not. It's weird that we're not friends. So hopefully, after this, you know, we are. <laughs> <laughs> 
100%. So I agree with the Pittsburgh scene. You always get the people that say that it's such a small scene, but I think it's way bigger than a lot of people give it credit for. And I mean, all things considered, our paths did cross eventually. It did happen. Uh, But yeah, I agree. And there's just so many small little pockets of the local music scene. And I have friends that are in the punk sphere of things but like i don't play a lot of punk shows and i unfortunately just don't go to a lot of punk shows i mean i don't go to any shows anymore because you know it's the end of the world but back in the day um you know it it was just like it's a scene that i've been kind of removed from for some time so yeah with you with you and everything that you You know, let's take this back to the beginning. So, you know, what came first, the nerd or the punk? Oh, that is a great question. Let's see. It had to have been the the nerd because I started skateboarding when I was about 12 years old. And uh, skateboarding led to... Music, skate videos. So skate videos is actually one of the biggest places that I've learned. Oh my God. Who is that? What's that band? What's that song? That kind of thing. Most of the music I listen to today still came from skate videos, you know, (laughs) back in the nineties. And, um, so I watched skate videos and I was a skateboarder and still am actually, I still skateboard. I'm 36 years old and I still skate. And, um, some people are surprised by that, but others like the videos that I put out. So that's cool too. But when you want to make skate videos, you need equipment, a camera, and you need to learn how to do it. So I stole my parents' big-ass VHS camcorder and they put the whole VHS tape in the damn thing and nice. started shooting me and my friends. And eventually I had to figure out how to edit video. And I, granted, I'm 12, 13 years old at this time. So like, that, I see in my 12-year-old. yeah. 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 Like the kid, most kids wouldn't, would just not figure it out. Or nowadays they just have their cell phones and then a program or an app does it for them. But back then I had to literally scrounge up enough money to buy a second VCR, which was probably pretty expensive at the time, um, and edit with one blank tape and one tape up top with the skateboard footage on it press play on the one press record on the other Mm -hmm. and pause and pause and back and forth over and over until a sequence of landed tricks or landed falls because you always have to have a fall section in the video totally uh and then you figure out how to put music to it which i think back then um i had uh, all i did was the RCA cables on the back. Mm-hmm. I just switched one with a with a stereo. Yep. Press play and press record, yep. and that was it. Yeah, <laughs> dude, dude. I made a I made a, a horror movie in high school, yes. and uh, it was really really similar. You know, all of the all of that. Some editing was done in camera, but stuff that you know we couldn't like. Because we tried to shoot it in sequence, but it didn't always make sense because we started having (laughs) different locations and stuff. So I had like, you know, two VCR tapes. And I remember like how I did the ADR for the movie was like after I had my rough edit on one tape, I like dubbed all the audio onto a computer. And then, you know, I had all the audio from the movie. 
and then I like cleaned up all the weird audio cuts. I put in like background music, did some like ADR vocal effects with like, you know, some delays and stuff for the killer. He had like a cool, like Sick. creepy voice. And then I had to like go back and basically redub the tape again, but then ran the RCA from my audio out on my computer into the vcr that was dubbing the the tape to get the audio and like trying to sync it up was a motherfucker it took me a few times to get it like started at the right time but we did it and uh yeah it was a lot of fun dude i I, do you still have it do you still have yeah dude oh i gotta see it sometime yeah dude i gotta see i've i digitized it recently oh that's great actually did the same thing (laughs) to my um to my very first skate video, uh, it was called Pittsburgh's Finest. My dad, <laughs> my dad, and we were not Pittsburgh's Finest, let me tell you. We were a terrible <laughs> skateboarder. The footage was so bad and shaky. And you, like, it was usually just like the frame was our feet and the board. So it was like this ankles and board. And then you'd see the trick and it would bounce up when we push on the skateboard. But um, I recorded it and then I'm watching, like, my, my mom actually found it. Uh, just a few months ago and I, and sent me like a clip on her cell phone. I went, Oh my God, there it is. Cause I thought I lost it. And so I went and got the tape, watched the whole way through. And then all of a sudden a Steeler game from like the nineties pops up and I'm like, Oh my God, my dad taped over the very end credit section in the fall <laughs> section. <laughs> a Steeler game. Like is that's not classic Pittsburgh dad shit. I don't know what is because, uh-huh. oh my God. But I have most of the video, so that's pretty awesome. I was excited about that. <laughs> yeah, that rules. I, I, there's, you know, I have a good bit of the air quote media that, I created as a, a kid. Uh, um, some of it definitely has been lost to the sands of time uh, yep. for one reason or another, but I still do have a good bit of it. I think, like, fortunately, maybe when I was like 15, 16 was when I really started getting into music production. And yeah. I started to like value this shit from when I was a kid. So I started like being more conscious of keeping track of the things that i made there's definitely some stuff from like when i was a little bit younger that i don't have that i wish i did but most of the stuff from when i like really started making music seriously and filming and doing all that stuff i still have fortunately yeah yeah luckily yes i do most of it too it eventually turned that it's like it's all still there. The tape just got smaller and smaller uh-huh. <laughs> eventually. Yeah. It just like it went from a VHS to either a VHSC or an eight millimeter, then to mini DV, which was even smaller. And then eventually, like then for a while there, they had um, DVD. Remember DVD video cam camcorders? Yeah. And I never had one of those. I just like didn't trust them. And I actually still have my eight millimeter, my digital eight millimeter, which was like my prize possession i think it was like a thousand dollars sony uh i don't remember the numbers but i still have it it still has stickers all over it and stuff and actually it will still play a lot of my tapes which i have shoe boxes just full of but yeah i didn't actually get into music production until uh production i was playing music um as like you know as a young kid i think i was maybe 13 or 14 when we were in our first band back in the day but we never really like our production consisted of playing pressing record on a audio recorder sure. while we were playing so you know? what was the name of your first band uh well okay the first band name that we only 
didn't write any songs. We barely covered any songs. We pretty much played Green Day's, um, what was the song? Dennett. Dennett. Oh, Dennett, yeah. Uh, Dennett. That's, um, that's, what, is that, what is that song called? It's Brain slipping Stew? my mind. Is that brain that stew, brain yeah, stew yeah. or something like that. Uh, yeah, one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was all we played, and that band was called Femur, <laughs> like okay. the Bone Femur. But after that, it was uh, like a you know a serious band uh, was Nocturnal, which eventually turned into um, Lacking Restraint, which they played for years and years and years. Shout out to Brent and Lacking Restraint, and um, yeah, so those guys they still play sort of, but we lost his bass player and a drummer from my other band died a few years ago and um, they still put out music as much as they can and rest in peace. His brother actually just recently died too. So without Jeez. losing all of our band members and stuff, they still, uh, I'm, I'm sure they'll still play and record music eventually once the lineup gets back to normal. Yeah. But yeah. So 36 years old, still skating, still shredding, still making videos you know yeah what has kept you positive and just not turning into a curmudgeon like many of our peers have i'm i'm 34 turning 35 this year so i'm just like a couple footsteps behind you but that's crazy i actually thought you were older than me no no not at all not at all um, so mean, we're, we're we're pretty close in age. Yeah, though, definitely. Still, so. Def- you look about ten years younger than me. I'll tell you that. Especially, especially <laughs> if I took off this fucking hat. I can't. I, can't, I, I don't got nothing uh, to slick back, bro. It's just. Yeah, I I've gotten shit for that since I when I was younger. <laughs> it sucked, but now that I'm older and in you know in my mid thirties, it's a good thing. Oh like, hell yeah, dude! <laughs> Fuck yeah, man! I don't, I don't mind it, but I don't know. I just think I just like honestly. I just like to make people. I like to entertain people. I'm a people pleaser. I want to make people laugh and I want to make cool stuff for people to watch. And I've been doing that, like I said, for 25 years now, since I was you know, 12 or 13 years old. And um, it's pretty much that reactions, laugh reactions on now that we have social media, a place <laughs> to put stuff. Yeah. And, and I got as a side note, I have to say for the longest time and watching weird Paul's episode, which was a great episode because I look up to Weird Paul, and we all love him. Um, I, I completely shunned YouTube when it came out. And I, you know, I could have been one of the very first YouTubers back then. But I just said, nah, I'll never do that because I make my videos for my friends and my family, and I want them to watch it. So, <laughs> you know, just fast forward 20 years, and now little 12-year-old kids are making you know, millions of dollars on their YouTube channels. And I go, damn it. Maybe I should have started putting stuff on there, but now I do. And that's cool. So yeah, I just like to make people happy and laugh and entertain basically. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's impossible to predict. I don't think anybody knew what could have possibly guessed what was happening and what we were going to be dealing with. I I, I believe I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but I I never forget it. I remember the exact moment when I realized that social media was going to be a fucking problem. And that was when I saw a (laughs) McDonald's commercial. And at the end of the commercial, they had a thing like follow us on MySpace, Twitter and things like that. I was like, Oh, it's fucking over. Like this is not for us anymore. (laughs) Like, because no. it started as just like it was like this little accessory. Like it was like it felt just like an extension of 
AOL Instant Messenger, but now there was more capabilities to, you know, share media across a whole platform of things at once, you know? And, right. Uh, more pictures and more videos added too and stuff like that. So <laughs> yeah. that was cool. Yeah. And, and MySpace, I, we completely skipped over MySpace, but yeah, MySpace was huge for music. And I mean, I, I didn't put much of my filmmaking or photography stuff on MySpace, but for musicians, musicians, it was a great thing, mm-hmm. I thought. Yeah, no, I, I still have friends in other states that like if we're on the road that will come see us <laughs> that I met through MySpace. Oh, you nice. Know? <laughs> and it, it's so wild, like uh, fucking yeah. awesome, though. Super, super, super cool. I think that not to harp on MySpace or romanticize nostalgia but i do firmly believe that that platform was like the right amount of connectivity but distance like you weren't i agree you were not too connected you weren't too caught in the bubble of what everyone else is doing and like because like users that used it had more control over what they wanted to see like if somebody wanted to go on your page and listen to your band they had to make that choice and they could do it there wasn't like this feed dictating what they saw when they saw it and yeah when somebody went to your page i remember a friend of mine uh once said like whenever myspace was first going out of fashion and people were really starting to use facebook and twitter and eventually instagram more uh he had said that he missed myspace because you used to be able to tell how crazy someone was by going on their page and how much unnecessary shit they had on their page. Like if it was like <laughs> full of gifts and laid out all fucking crazy. Um, yep. It was like, yeah, that person probably cares way too much about yeah. themselves or they're just unhinged versus like right. someone that had like a nice, clean, simple profile. It really, and, <laughs> it, it said a lot about you in a way. Yeah. Right. And, and actually I don't remember as much, bullshit on myspace either i don't i could be wrong but i don't remember as much ads and like they didn't perfect the oh no there was search for something and then you see fifteen thousand things or talk about a car brand and then you see ads for that car brand it definitely wasn't as bad as no 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 not Not even close it wasn't anything like that at all it was just like i mean it was a, a like a message board where you could post things and then people would just see your stuff um, yeah, and, and that's all we needed. <laughs> yeah, no, it, I think that it was re- it worked really well. It was super successful, but that goes back to me um, when I saw that McDonald's thing, and then eventually yeah. I started seeing like Pepsi cans. It had like Twitter logos and shit on them. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. oh, dude, it's gonna be, it's gonna change. Like this is not, it's not for us anymore. And right. then I started like, you know, you. I remember the first time watching the news and seeing like they had like a Twitter feed with like politicians tweets on the news. <laughs> I was like, what? And now that's yeah. that's normal. You know what that's I mean? Normal. Uh, yeah, uh, the president of the United States. <laughs> yeah. Tweets are a normal thing to hear and read at yeah. all times. And I mean, like, I get it. There's more people that are on Twitter than watching the news. So, of course, what right. what platform are you going to choose to get your, your message out there? Exactly. But just exactly. like thinking about like where it started from. and But there's still people that are like trying to share art and creativity or just like dumb memes through these same platforms. And it's like, I just wish there was a place for... 
a successful place for people who wanted to only hear music or only wanted to see art. You know, like right. band camp exists, but like most people, how I want to know how many people that aren't musicians have band camp accounts. Like that has right. to be a super low percentage, right? Super tiny percentage. Yeah. I'm sorry. And, I was never a huge fan of Bandcamp. I know I get shit for this all the time. I just wasn't it just wasn't as I don't know. It's not as user friendly or something. Like, I don't know. I just like to use um I wanted everything on Spotify or Apple Music or stuff, you know, the stuff like that. Granted, I, Bandcamp, I don't know, probably does it take less money from us when we sell records on there? I'm not I, sure. You know, I don't know the I don't I use Bandcamp, but I don't really use it to sell anything anymore. Right. Um I don't know what the percentage is. I don't remember I I think maybe it's like eight, nine, ten percent, something around there. It's not a lot right. of money. Um the thing that irks me about Bandcamp is like all they would have to do, I think, to be super successful is if they would add a feature that would let everybody kind of create a custom load like landing page to make their Bandcamp profiles look more like a website. Right. Like something... Or more like MySpace almost even. Sure. Sure. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> I mean, that, that would be cool, too. You know, yeah. if um, and I don't know, maybe they maybe they do do this. Maybe I know there's like Bandcamp Pro. I've never used it. But yeah, I mean, how either. fucking cool would it be if like, you know, you type in uh psychs.bandcamp.com and then you go up and then there's like a nice loading page with a picture of me looking like a badass holding a microphone <laughs> and then like you know there's a link for like albums news and then like t- like facebook link twitter link that kind of stuff um i think it yeah, would be that really would be cool it would be super simple and i think that um even if it was a thing that people had to pay for a couple bucks a month i think bands would pay for it and i think that it would be more inviting to people that aren't musicians um to go onto the page because like on Bandcamp now, like you can like put a custom header on there and you can put your Bandcamp links or your social media links on the side, but it looks very dated in a way, you know, it's not, it's not super uh, sleek. Right. And it feels that way too. I think whenever I use it, like it feels like, uh, you know how you're on, um, you go to some web page on your phone and it feels like, it's only a computer page. Like it would work better if it's on your computer and it's not specifically yeah. uh, designed for a phone yet. That's kind of what the feeling I get from Bandcamp. Yeah, same. It is what it is. I think that they could really do a lot um, and like give give artists a feature to have a blog on there. You know how yeah. much data or server space could it possibly take up for bands to be able to post a blog on their page again right. maybe the pro features do offer this i just know that i've been on a lot of Bandcamp pages and i've never seen anything like that it's just like a picture of the album and then like you know yeah. your info i mean i guess i appreciate the bare bones no bullshit feature of it but, yeah i um, think that's probably what other people might like about it too well like, i think that if they want to stick out now that like it's super easy for anyone to get their music on spotify or title or whatever other streaming service um right you know, Bandcamp doesn't offer anything that those other places don't already offer. You know, it, it's all the same. And right. I think that, but people that aren't musicians, normal people use Spotify. So most of the time when I'm talking to somebody and they're like, yo, is your music on Spotify? It's very rarely anybody's like, yo, is your music on Bandcamp? And it's usually yeah. like, you know, just like some super DIY person, which is 
all the power to you. I have I have one friend, one of those friends. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, have I mean, one, I one. get it. I get it. But like, if you want to go where the action is, uh, you gotta, you know, you're telling people your Spotify link and there's kind of no reason to use the Bandcamp anymore. I think that that's why, like, I kind of upload to it just so people can listen to stuff on there. But if they had those yeah. extra features that would allow you to really customize your Bandcamp page, I think you would direct a lot more traffic to it. I agree. And I think it's kind of like, uh, it's to me. It seems I, I could be completely wrong. I think there's some diehard Bandcamp people out there, but it seems like it's oh, 100%. getting tucked away in the like the Reverb Nation, you know. Uh, I don't group. Of, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's quite that bad yet. Uh, <laughs> no, no, maybe not that. I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm not that bad. No, but. I think I think they. I, I mean, I, I definitely have a ton of respect for Bandcamp, but I think just as Same. time changes, I mean, on on Spotify, they even have like an artist profile where you can add and do a lot more than you can on Bandcamp. Right. Um, and I wasn't even really aware of this until just recently when I started uh, uploading new Sykes and a new violence stuff to Spotify, um, filling yeah. out the artist profile. You can add like multiple photos and your bio and it's on like a separate thing and it looks really clean um, regardless yeah. of what mobile device you're on. And I think uh, Bandcamp could probably step it up a little bit. Yeah, I agree. And the same thing for Apple Music. I, I'm an Apple guy, so okay. Uh, I use Apple everything, but um, they they also have it's like a, it's called Apple Music for artists, and it's you add so like when you go to search bands on Apple Music, um, like the big you know like the professional like you go search Green Day or something, like a nice cool nice picture of them pops up, mm -hmm. and it's not like just their album cover okay. and usually most locals most locals i'm speaking to you if you don't know this go on there and set up your profile and change it oh, because yeah. it just makes you makes everything look a little bit better you got a picture <laughs> of you You're and stuff like that and i'm i think you can you know you can do the same thing as the spotify like a, a band bio or whatever and add a different picture and stuff like that and it just makes it look just makes it look cleaner i'm and adding a fucking like note that. right now to do that to be honest with yes. you, I had no idea. Um, that's one other thing that I think is really obnoxious now about trying to be an independent artist in 2020. There's too many accounts. There's yeah, too too many fucking accounts. I think that you I talked about on your last page. I think you said something like what thirty or something. Yeah, I was, I was talking on your with, last video. I yeah, mean. I was talking with Weird Paul about this, and yeah. it's like. Dude, you know, I have this podcast and I have Grey Walker, I have Sykes and a New Violence, I have uh, another band that I'm doing now called Some Faith and we're going to be releasing something soon. That was the other thing that was, motherfucker, we were so ready to go. We had like multiple shows lined up, getting ready to yep. record, video scheduled all like right before fucking COVID hit and it just like knocked us like all like, took all the wind out of our sails so hopefully now we got together earlier this week and we're getting together on tuesday to start actually like tracking and stuff i want to get some stuff out soon but we have that and i mean plus stuff at work i work at get hip records and you know all of those things have multiple social media accounts attached to them and it's just like creates like this huge web of shit and it's like fuck yeah like i thought i had a lot whenever i i counted mine and i think it's 14 yeah that's, dude, that's it's too many and they're it's, not uh, some of them aren't even my thing like i run i run pages uh that aren't 
you know, that I don't places that I don't like the gym that I go to, I help with run their media and stuff yeah. and add pictures and stuff. But yeah, band Rocky Dennis face times four, you know what I mean? Crawford productions times four, you know, you just like everyone has a Twitter an Instagram, a Facebook, a YouTube almost yeah. basically. But then, you there's, <laughs> but then you also have that little shit like, Oh, okay. Are you going to make uh, an email account? You know, you're going to set up a MailChimp or something. Well, that's something you got to take care of. Then there's like, yep. you know, Apple for artists, Spotify for artists. Do you have a <laughs> yeah. Bandcamp page? Are you on Google? Uh, you know, yeah. and then like, are you setting up, are you putting all your music out through like DistroKid or some, one of those other types of things that are like, you know, the aggregate to get your stuff on the Spotify? Like, what are you using for that? That's something yeah. you got to take care of. Uh, it, Shit, that turns my number into like 20, 20 oh, yeah, something. Dude. And then like I didn't even add in Bandcamp and, and all that yeah, shit. So, it, it's yeah. just like and that's stuff that you gotta like keep track of because it's like you gotta make sure that your bio's up to date and the photos are up to date. You know, I remember yeah. like one time I went on to something, maybe it, it could have been Bandcamp and it was like, you know, uh releasing a new album in 2016 i'm like god damn it <laughs> you know, like i forgot I, I just could i never even thought about yeah. updating this i just can't like maintain all this stuff so now I've created you almost the- need a checklist oh like- yeah i i fucking made one i made a goddamn oh, spreadsheet well, fucking send it to me because <laughs> i run all the pages for all you know what i mean i Dude, I, I pretty much do all the media and all the social media and the photography and the videos and stuff yeah for my band so like I, I would be nice to have something to like, Oh, we got something new and big that I need to get out there. Okay. Let me check. Well, the this Twitter this is what I, this is, this is how I run my spreadsheet. So I like, I had all the projects that I do and then I put all of, so all the projects going across the top, you know, left to right. And then, um, right. Oh no, I'm sorry. Projects top to bottom, down. left to right, all of the platforms that they're on. Um, and then some, some projects don't utilize some platforms. So I, you know, I block, I black that stuff out on the spreadsheet. And then right. from there, all I do is I put dates in the cells and the date would be the last date that I updated it. So uh, I could go okay. back every couple weeks or every couple months, whatever, you know, look at it and be like, Oh fuck, you know, I haven't updated that band camp in, you know, six months, but you know, we took, we took some photos a couple weeks ago. Let me just go on there add the photo and then I'll update the date. So now I remember that I, I did that. Right. And another thing I noticed um, that some places are, or some social media things are doing now is linking all the other social media accounts to like, if you post from one place, yeah, you can yeah. post to every other one from that thing, but that doesn't always work either because like uh, if I do that, I do that with Facebook and Instagram a lot of the times, like, um, the same type of post, copy and paste, but I have to switch the tags to ads. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's it's just a that, complicated. And that <laughs> fucks up your notifications like none other because yeah. now so it's like you know I'm getting. That's the other thing too. In terms of posting stuff, you got to remember to manage <laughs> yeah. all that stuff. Then when stuff's coming in. You know what I mean? Like I'm getting yeah. show offers. Like people will like send us a show offer for Grey Walker on the Start the Beat Instagram page, <laughs> and like 
I'll like know that we got a show offer, but I can't remember where the person sent the message. Yeah, so now I'm like going from? through all this stuff because like people just they're not fucking paying attention. No, and I, I know. I, 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 same, same I can't, thing happens. I can't blame them. I'm not going to be mad about it. But it's just like one of those no. things where or if somebody sends you a message on Instagram. Now it's also coming to it's coming to my phone on Instagram. It's showing up in my Facebook notifications <laughs> and like. It's like, did I get this? Did I not get this? Did I read it? Or sometimes I'll accidentally read something and then like that I didn't mean to read. It'll get marked as red and you mark it as red in Facebook and then it's marked as red on Instagram. And then yeah. a couple weeks later, I'm like, oh, shit, I totally missed this because and, <laughs> I meant to read that after work and yeah. not at work. <laughs> yeah, I, it's like now I, I definitely think that uh, social media management is a. Uh, it's a it's a serious job for uh for yeah. some, for someone with with patience and good organizational skills. Seriously, yeah, it's it's a headache sometimes for sure. <laughs> so, Rocky Dennis face. That's that's Yes, a, RDF a, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a that's a that's your band now that you are that yes. you're punkin punkin around with, right? Yeah, yeah, we punk it up every once in a while. Tell me with, a bit uh, about that. Um well, we um we started uh, the band was the, the band existed a long time ago. Scott Leclerc, Sancho, we call him Sancho, um, started that. It was his brainchild probably 15 years ago. Um, and they went through a couple members and it just didn't kind of like, you know, they might have played a show or two. I think they played at the pub once. And then they actually played at my old restaurant that I used to have shows at. It was a, like a restaurant slash pizza shop. Um, slash, um, venue. But anyways, that's another story. Um, <laughs> He started that then eventually in like in 2016 um, or a year before that, I joined the band as second guitar and we had a drummer. Our drummer quit. I had to move to Florida. Um, so I had to learn how to play the drums and I never played the drums in my entire life. I was always like in every other band I've been in, I was always like the worst drummer. You know, when you like hop on okay. each other's instruments when you're waiting around for the, the bass player to get there yeah. and like you want to jam and something, I'd always get on the drums and like, I just couldn't do it. I didn't, couldn't do it. So it was a, that was a learning curve for me, but I did it and I figured it out how to play a punk beat and the rest kind of just fell into place. And um, yeah, we made so far, we have one full length album out and a couple singles and now we're actually working on our second full-length record because what better time to make a record than a time where you don't have any shows or anything else planned? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that it's a really good time for productivity right now. And yeah. I believe I've already mentioned this a couple times on the podcast, but I will say it again. I'm really curious to see what the music scene looks like when things come back because uh, – I think it's going to be full of people that are really passionate and people that actually give a fuck. Cause I do think that this pandemic probably weeded out some of the weak links, if you yep. will. You took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that there's definitely some bullshit motherfucking bands that did not give a fuck that were just playing shows to play shows and taking right. up space and stage time. And I know when things come back, I'm really <laughs> confident that like, you're not going to see fucking five, six band bills anymore. It's going to be two or three. It's going to have right. to, it's going to have to be. And, uh, stage space is which gonna I, be... I don't mind at all. No, I, I totally, no. I'm cool with two, three bands, three bands, four at the very maximum, which that's even when we're like, everything is over and we're allowed to totally hug each other and yeah. shit again. No, that kind of thing. There, there, there's no reason that like, if you wouldn't expect 
somebody to go it takes a certain kind of person to go to a theater and watch a three and a half four hour long movie right so like why would you expect somebody to go to a show and watch mediocre bands for four or five hours four six five or six yeah sometimes. Like, you it, can't it's... you can't do it even good bands like i right. fucking like i i think i've seen dream theater play three or four times and i've only sat through a full dream theater set once <laughs> i always yeah. leave early because i'm just like yeah. dude this is exhausting and they're they're yeah they're world class you know they're not a bad band i like dream right. theater but i can only take so much yep only yep, so I much totally my i just so i think that there needs to be this uh empathy as a a performer as a promoter for the audience and like creating something that is going to be uh i guess nowadays safe which is a, a weird word to use and, and talking about this yeah. punk and heavy metal stuff but you know safe <laughs> and uh quick just no bullshit yeah yeah in and out let's 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 have a good time yeah this and then bounce you know yeah. i'll take that over nothing at least you know no <laughs> better I mean, than nothing yeah it's like you know some you know i've had great experiences going and seeing my friends bands play where you know i will go i will watch them watch a little bit of the next band if it's my thing word cool i wasn't expecting yep. to find a new band if it's not my thing then I'll go fuck off. You know, I could yeah. go watch a band for a half hour and be and feel fulfilled. I don't need to watch five hours of live music. I love music, right. but I also love other things. I have other shit to do. You know, I just exactly. I I, I got my uh, most of the time if I see a good fucking band play, <laughs> like I just want to go home and practice or like work on something. I don't. Yeah, I no. can't. Like, yeah, I, I agree. Get, I get, you I get, get all, inspired. Ah, yeah, yeah. Or you watch someone on stage, you're like. Fuck, I wish I was playing tonight. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I want to play. And I think that I think it involves the the same human uh behavior as uh I'm I'm bored with this video after after a minute and a half or I'm bored with this um whatever this post scroll 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 scroll. People want to scroll through life bands. <laughs> so let's give it to them I guess, yeah if we have to yeah <laughs> i think people just want to scroll through life and uh scroll through life yeah. everyone's trying to you know cram so much in so i think whenever things come back which it will it's gonna happen you know i think yeah. that um all of i think that it's gonna come back quicker than a lot of people are expecting it's going to i think once people unless something terrible happens but I'm I'm being a bit more of an optimist. A lot of my people and friends that I know think I'm an idiot for being an optimist, but I'm just fully yeah. convinced that um, people are going to be comfortable with the risk once it's once the option is there. I think now that you know places are closed and there's nowhere to go, it's easy to kind of be like, oh well, this is good. This is what we should all be doing. But once right. venues open up and people, you see somebody. You see your friend on Instagram, you know, holding a huge fucking beer watching some band. I don't give a fuck how unsafe you feel. You're probably going to be like, it's worth the risk. I'm going to go. Yeah, fuck it. I'm going. It's yeah, going to exactly. happen. It's going to happen unless shit opens up and people get sick again. But yeah, I, I, and I think I'm optimistic, too. Yeah. I'm always optimistic. I just try to look on the bright side of life all the time yeah. as much as I can. I think it's this, just. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, I. I'm definitely trying to be more optimistic too, because to be honest with you, I spent 
probably the first three decades of my life being a total pessimist, just like <laughs> grumpy, you know, fuck the system, fuck the world, fuck people, yeah. fuck my friends, fuck everything. Grumpy. And I'm I'm done. I'm done. It got me nowhere. You know, and I, how I, do you feel now that you're on the other side? Better? <laughs> I feel a lot better. I've you know started yes. taking responsibility for my own dumb fucking actions. I've right? started yeah. to work harder. I've started to just focus my energy and time and resources and the things that I care about. Fuck the rest. And you know, I'm getting a lot more done. I have good things in my life. I have a job that I like and people that I like and you know a house and you know like it's I've worked for it and I'm happy to yeah. have it and it's all about just being positive and not getting distracted with nothing but negativity obviously there's things in the world that we all need to uh address and be focused on but uh yeah you can't let it dictate everything because like I don't know like I feel like we have such a small amount of time on the on this yeah. planet and uh there's only so much that you can control i know that everybody thinks that uh i i don't know i i, I don't know what works for me doesn't work for anybody else i'll just leave it at that yeah everybody's different you yeah. know what i mean you got to do your own thing but if what you're doing is not working and it's you're unhappy all the time and you fuck everything and you know maybe you need to maybe things need to change a little bit <laughs> you know mm -hmm. so yeah i'm the same way i'm the same way I, I like to i'm having fun doing my stuff even in quarantine like people are like oh how, how you holding up how you holding? i'm like i'm i'm fine honestly is it okay to be fine you know is it okay to be like good like my house i have tons of stuff to work on in my house we just built I just built a studio on my third floor to record our second album. You know, like uh, the second floor has my photography studio where I do like, uh, you know, studio shots and headshots and like yeah. funny band pictures and stuff. And then on the first floor where I'm at right now is where I do my editing and stuff. So like, I don't know, I have a lot to do and I love doing this. This is all side <laughs> stuff. Obviously I work a full-time job, Yeah, but and and I also wasn't laid off, so not much has changed for me. And like, I don't know. I just I'm in a good mood a lot. <laughs> it's hard to bring me down, I guess. Yeah, I think Which, that I think that it's you know super important for uh, people, especially in our position, that are doing all this extracurricular activity to make sure yeah, that yeah, you very know specific to to uh, people like us. Yeah, yeah, we need to make sure that you know you're able to finance and fund that thing and whether it's you know monetary finance or just financing it with your time you know if you give a fuck about what you do and you really want to make it happen you can make it happen but it's not just gonna happen you're gonna have to work a full-time job and you're going to have to set aside resources to save up for the equipment that you want or you know make whatever sacrifice that you need to make to get a house to fit all the shit in it but it's not right. impossible because like i'm a fucking idiot <laughs> I did not, you know what I mean? I barely graduated high school. Uh, you know, I grew up, you know, in the city. Nobody in my family graduated high school, you know, like God bless them or whatever you believe in. But, you know, definitely did not come from any sort of um, a privileged background. Very little opportunity. But uh, art was like my main motivator. And it got me yep. to where I am now. And to a lot of people, it's not very much. 
You know, I I think I, I'm still uh, on the totem pole of society uh, in terms of, <laughs> you know, the, the money that I make and what I contribute. I am very, very low. I am not, <laughs> I am not, uh, I don't have a whole lot, but I work with what I got and I'm happy. And like, yeah, again, and you appreciate what you have. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's the important thing too. <laughs> we appreciate the stuff, even if it's the little stuff. And then, you know, when people want to, you know, oh, you got all, you got a lot of nice stuff, you nice cameras and nice this and that. And yeah. I work 50 hours a week to buy that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's, and and you stuff could, isn't handed to us. You could too. <laughs> yeah. If you really wanted. And uh, that's the thing, uh, you know, there's been countless conversations I've had with people about, um, one in particular that always like really gets under my skin was uh, somebody that I know whose name I obviously am not going to mention, but uh, he, every time I would run into him, it was always at the bar. You know, yeah. I, I'm, I wasn't going to the bar a lot, but when I went, I would run into him. Whatever that means, it means I would just happen to see him there. It didn't matter when I went, he would always be there. And anytime I would see him, he would always talk to me about music production and wanting to get into recording music. He was and probably still is a musician, talented guy, multi-instrumentalist, played in bands and was good at what he does. And it's like, yeah, I think that you should start recording some music. But there was always an excuse for not getting the gear. You know what I mean? It's like, yep. dude, like you, you have a computer, right? Yeah. I was like, okay. How about you don't come here for a week and buy a fucking one hundred and fifty dollar interface? Yeah. It's and then it's and not that's that it. hard. Then I'll see you next week and we could start talking about like, you know, what you gotta do. You have everything but it's like, you know, it's like, oh well my computer's not good enough or this or that. I'm like, bro, like I recorded music on a Windows ninety eight IBM tower for almost ten Which years. You still have. I still have it. I still have <laughs> yes. it. It's like you That's don't That's like part of the ba- part of the family you said or something, yeah, right? It's dude, like yeah. Dude, you don't need a whole lot. And that's the no. it's like and if you if you need more money, um I work more. I don't know. I know that like that's a yeah. kind of a shitty thing to say, but it's like look, you know what I mean? You could see if there's more hours you can get your job or you could pick up a second job or you could do this or that. Like you got to make sacrifice. And right. uh, it's, I, it's just, I don't think it's that crazy of a thing to say. I agree. And you know, there's always, there's always opportunities out there if you're willing to look hard enough for them. You know what I mean? Side hustles. There's a, you know, I work 50 hours a week, but I make money doing side hustles too. You know what I mean? Taking pictures or making commercials for, you know, companies or real estate stuff or whatever I'm doing, but there's always more money out there too. And I always put all, most of that money always goes back into doing the stuff that I love to do. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like anybody can do it. (laughs) I, I think that too, like having an attitude where, people can see that you're investing in yourself, people are going to want to invest in you. You know what I mean? If you're, you know, this positive, charismatic motherfucker and you're like, yo, I do these videos and things like that. You're putting yourself out there. People are going to be like, oh, you know, Marcus is a nice guy, does cool things. I'm going to hire him. But if you're just like this fucking grump, regardless, your talent (laughs) doesn't matter if you're fucking grumpy. People are not going to want to work with you. Yeah. Like I would got to be, yeah, you got to be able to, you got to be able to, what's the word? Uh, if you're like good with people, personalizable or, per, you know what I mean? You got to be good with people to 
for for them to even want to consider you to to use you for a job. So like, you know, negative negative stuff isn't always the answer, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, and I think that like again, going back to me spending, you know, 3 decades of my life being a negative shit, I think that that was yeah. something that, like honestly the 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 podcast was a really big turning point for me and one of the reasons why I wanted to start it. I mean, I've told the story a thousand times, but just like feeling like my social skills with people were terrible and I just wanted to get better at talking to people. I wanted to meet other people in the music scene because like the passion was there. I gave a fuck about it in my head and in my heart, but like externally it was just like fuck the world. And I was like, I'm tired of being this fuck the world guy. There's no, no, why, why am I like this? I don't know. Yeah. Cause I was surrounding myself with negative people. I was in a negative environment and fucked everything up but i escaped <laughs> yes and you're not there anymore so that's a good thing mm-hmm. you're, on, you're on the happy side <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i don't know if it's the happy side this is more of a yeah, calm, yeah it's not always r- happy it's not always sunshine and yeah. rainbows over here but <laughs> I think it's good that, to be positive oh uh, you know i'm on the um I, I i've abandoned my ego to some degree yeah so with everything that you're doing again you know if if somebody's tuning in late or you fucking forgot you play (laughs) in a punk band you do photos you do videos you skate you know is there anything over the course of your life that you've done that you still don't do or that maybe you do less than another Um, thing um cook i definitely don't cook as much as I, i used to be i mean i was in the restaurant business uh for years and years and years ever since I, when I was, you know, back as a skateboarder kid, 14, 13, 14, I always had jobs, almost pretty much almost full-time jobs, even in high school. I just always wanted shit. I always wanted cameras and new skateboards and shit. So I worked, I had a paper out when I was 11 years old, you know, and that I had more money than all my friends. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, then I worked at, you know, countless restaurants and pizza shops and stuff. And I thought, man, I would always, I always wanted to have my own shop. And, uh, I love to cook and I love to, I love food and I love to make people food. So I did that. <laughs> you know, I, I opened up a restaurant and we, we were open for four years and then it's, you got to make a lot of pizza to pay a lot of rent, which was sure. not easy with as many pizza shops as we have in the area. And I even did things like having shows and having bands and it, that blew up and we had we were full of kids, young kids, high school kids in there all the time. And it still wasn't enough. But that being said, um, I wish I would cook more and I would like to get into cooking more. (laughs) I cook for myself because I'm single ladies. I'm single (laughs) and I'm not married. (laughs) Yes. Thank you for the the boing. Uh, I live by myself with my dog buddy who's sleeping right now, getting sick. He's very used to me filming shit and uh, taking pictures and stuff. But uh, yeah, if I had somebody to cook for, maybe I would probably do it more, but I wore out a lot and um, actually just got a propane, new propane tank. My dad brought me down a tank, so I'm probably going to cook for myself today on the grill. Fuck yeah, outside. dude. <laughs> Hell yeah. I support it. I think that, you know, there's a discipline and a, a, a responsibility that I think is really good. They're good skills to learn that come from working jobs and putting those, you know, putting all that weight on your shoulders that you can transition into your creativity. 
You know, if you have to work, you know, 50 hours a week, or if you're owning a business and doing all these things that aren't creative, at least you're learning, you know, what responsibility means, what discipline is, and you can apply that to your art. And it's going to make your creative output so much better because you've become a more just rounded, disciplined person. It's not like this, ah, fuck it, whatever happens, happens. And yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I guess it took me a long time to realize that. And I think that that's something that I'm always trying to push now. I don't want to like be on a soapbox and be on like, you got to work and earn, earn your thing and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but like you do like it, it, <laughs> it, it's so fucking it's like obvious now, but I definitely get, you know, when I was younger, why, I, why I didn't think like this. But now, you know, when I see younger kids that are like, you know, Oh, like all I want to do is just fucking play music and I don't want to fucking work like jobs, you know, that's, that's being a sucker that's given up and blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, like if you have never worked a full-time job, do you think you could be on the road full-time? Yeah, exactly. That's, there's that, no that way your brain's going to, there's no way your brain's going to be able to handle that responsibility and that sort of a schedule. If you can't even yeah. fucking work a goddamn fucking nine to five for a few months, there's <laughs> yeah. no it goddamn way together. Yeah. Yep. There's no way dude. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess survival yeah, and, of the fittest. Right. Yeah. And not saying that like the, the you know, work is everything. Job, you you know, job is everything. It's just a job. Every job I've had before in the past, every job I've gotten has been better or more lucrative or whatever. And I'm not saying a job should should make you. If your job is making you crazy, it's only a job. It's not life or death. You can get another job. You know. Yeah. But I think a good work ethic is very important, and it helps in. If I didn't have a good work ethic, I wouldn't be doing all the other side stuff that I do. I wouldn't, I don't think I would be able to, not to mention fund all of the extra curricular activities that I do, but I, I wouldn't be able to handle it. I would, I, all those notifications that we get all the time, I'd never respond to. Yeah. Or, you know, I wouldn't add a new picture or I wouldn't edit that new commercial or video. It's but, like, I'm looking at your shoulders, you work out. You you know you know what go you know what going to the gym is like and in yes, a way a, yeah. in a way it's exercise but on another level it's like exercising your your responsibility and like your personal like your personal responsibility to yourself and what you want to do it's exercising those things and just keeping yourself in a steady rhythm of doing things whether it is like you know okay well maybe I got to work for the next four days but on Thursday I have the day off and I'll now you're in this groove of getting up early maybe eating good taking care of yourself and like your brain's just fucking ready to go that next day instead of just being like well I don't got to work at all but band practices until thursday so i'll just fucking get drunk monday yeah. through wednesday you know what i mean and right. then you then you're all fucking just like a sloggy foggy muddy mess of a human being it's just like everything like it all connects you know like what you do every day how much you're on your feet how much you're moving around what you're eating all of that like helps your brain and your body work better and again like if you can't take care of yourself how do you expect to create like good functioning art or video or whatever it is that you're doing if like you can't even like think straight or I, right I, you get what i'm saying like yeah i do i do it all it's like uh you know 
our 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 bodies and our minds are a computer and if you don't do a disc cleanup and a you know if you don't keep <laughs> have the night the good programs on it and it's it's not going to run Dude, right so i have never I yeah I, I, i'm somebody that like you know i i don't work out i'm not a huge like physical fitness person it's just not a priority for me but and i'm not like you know fuck people that work out like i get it <laughs> because at this point now you know i definitely have like over the past few years focused on eating better what I'm eating, when I'm eating, like what times of the day, especially around shows, because as I've gotten older, and there's one thing when I was 20, you know what I mean? I could fucking eat Taco Bell for a week and run around on stage like a madman. I can't do that shit anymore. You know what I mean? I gotta fucking fucking eat clean, take care of myself, watch like what I'm drinking, especially alcohol around shows during events and things like that, because it will affect my performance. And that's the thing that made me start to give a fuck about myself was like i saw it affecting my art and like most people may not make that connection because it's like oh whatever you know what i mean i could be a little out of shape i'm just i'm just playing shows i'm just a guitar player it's like bro eat better and you'll be shredding better like your hands are gonna work better if you take care of yourself and exactly i don't know people don't make those connections i remember when i had riparian on the show and they were talking about uh eating bananas before shows because the potassium helps potassium their, oh their, yeah their their, their <laughs> fingers work better and i was like bro yeah. that is fucking crazy and awesome i fuck with that so hard yeah and honestly like you saying you know you you may not go to the gym or or whatever and and that's okay too but half of the battle and, and as as a fitness you know, a physical fitness enthusiast. I, uh, I know that your what you eat and what you drink and the times that you eat and, and drink and the stuff like that is half the battle of being healthy. You know, I'm on a, uh, I, I still eat like shit sometimes because I'm still, <laughs> I'm still me at heart. And I was yeah. never always uh, a physical fitness enthusiast or whatever you want to call weightlifter bodybuilder whatever they uh, i still drink monsters terrible for you but i drink a shit ton of them and i can't i don't care because Dude. you know what i'm gonna work twice as hard at the gym whenever we're done with this podcast every you know single I mean? person like, that i've known that has lifted weights has fucking loved monster and there ha- there's some <laughs> there's some goddamn connection in there i don't know kyle, what it- we're all named kyle <laughs> <laughs> dude i don't know what it is but there's something there's something there and I don't even drink them, to be honest with you. I, I, I don't – the caffeine does not phase me anymore. And that's actually kind of scary because there's like, what, 160, 160 milligrams in one can. And I, like I said, I've already went through one can Jesus during this Christ. interview. <laughs> People – I know. I have a problem with that. But I do have a lot of other good things to work myself out How do that you – what's the – have you – can you remember the last day that you – have you gone a day – that you can remember without drinking one of those? Never, never. And I'm a garbage man. I drive, I'm a truck driver. So my, I, I'm up at 3 a.m. every single day, Monday through Friday. So I, I, needed, I need the caffeine, but it doesn't really <laughs> affect me anymore. And I'm addicted to the taste. Dude, of as, as an experiment, you should not drink them for a couple of days and let me know how you <laughs> feel. Just see what happens. You'll see me. I'll be like all, all slouched and like... Dude, I... I I tried not drinking coffee for a couple days and I could not be a more miserable person to be around. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's like quitting smoking cigarettes Dude, or quitting, you know, tobacco or something. Same I thing. Was, 
I was so miserable. I was making myself mad at like how miserable <laughs> I was because like I was very self-aware. It's like I understand why this is happening, but then like yeah. you know like I hear a noise somewhere and I'm like, what the fuck is that? I'm just like <laughs> yeah. going little things nuts. can like yeah Dude, just get nuts. on your nerves like, so this, bad. This is not good. This is not good. So I've like definitely dialed my coffee intake down. I still probably drink coffee every day, but like I mean, it would be like you know three, four cups of cold brew a day. Like going yeah, for it. That's now, how I'm, I am. I, I start off with one monster in the morning, and I drink that all day. Then when I get home, because if I don't stay up, I'll fall asleep on the couch at five or six o'clock, and then I'll wake up and not be able to go back to sleep at nine nine thirty. Like I have to go. Yeah. So I have to drink them. I well, you know, it's like a it's like a placebo type thing almost. Like I I just. I drink it so I think that I'm gonna stay up. How? I'm sure the caffeine works a little bit, but at the same time, I it's on my list to cut down, yeah, you know, to better myself. Or so, How you know? does that schedule that you have like coincide with the band stuff? That seems like um, a, a rough schedule to have. I think it would be rough, but the schedule I have now is actually works pretty good. Usually, our practice days and. Um, shows obviously are weekends so i i never work a weekend unless um we have a holiday like yesterday i worked to make up the holiday because god forbid trash sit on the ground one or two extra days that just they can't you want we can't have it sure you know so we got to pick it up but anyways um practice if we if we do practice on a weekday it's usually early. We got to try to make it early, like a five or, or right after work, four or five o'clock. But we don't play weekday shows anymore. Not only because I can't do it, but you know how weekday shows are. Oh, yeah. And they're, they're, they're 99.9% a waste. And if there's a touring band coming in town and it's a Wednesday and they want to play, I, I usually just I'm straight up with them and be like, listen, we don't we don't want to give you a shitty show and we don't because we don't play weekday shows. Anyways, nobody's going to show up if, if you play on a weekday. Yeah. So let us know if you come back on a weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff like that. Yeah. That's when I've I mean, most of the time, if I have friends that are from out of town that are trying to come in on like a Monday or a Tuesday or something like that. I'm like, bro, like you're better off just coming and let's hang out. Like, yeah. yeah like, just come, if you, come if you want, if you need a place to crash, if you want to do, you know, whatever trust, like that's cool. But if you're worried about, you know, losing money, either just stay where you're at for an extra day and skip this or get, you know, get where you're going a day early. Like, um, it's just, it's not, it's not worth it unless you know yeah, you just want to come hang make, out. You might make the gas money you spent to get here. Mm-hmm. You might make that back. <laughs> you know. But also, I but, mean, too, like you know, when you're on the road, you know, playing shows, even if it's to nobody, you're still staying sharp, and it might be an yeah. opportunity to you know test out a song that you maybe want to add on the next run of the tour or whatever. Like, True. so you could find productive uses for dog shit shows, and I think some yeah. bands kind of route intentionally for that. You know, I feel like uh, in the past couple of years, I had noticed that Pittsburgh, you know, being kind of an overlooked city, we started to get a lot more shows that were either like the first couple dates of the tour, if not the first date of the tour. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I've noticed oh, that too. It's like we're getting the fucking. This is like the test run. You know, like yeah, we're yeah. we're the test we're run. The guinea pig state. They, they yeah, don't give the a fuck. They don't give a fuck if something goes wrong here because it's just <laughs> Pittsburgh. 
you know, people, are, it's so cool. They're starting their tour here. I'm like, no, it's kind of a smack in the face. You need like, <laughs> yeah, you want that. I never thought of it that way. <laughs> <laughs> you want that fucking like middle of the, the middle of the tour. Like they're on fire. Nobody's fucking tired or over it yet. Like they're yep. all warmed up. Like that's, that's when you want to fucking see a band on tour. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> don't get me wrong. T- like weekday show, like we, Okay, I won't say we'll never play weekday shows, but if Michael Graves, like we all love Michael Graves era Misfits, I know there's a big, oh, Graves dancing versus Graves, this sort of thing. We love Michael Graves Misfits. I love it. I love both of those records. And if somebody like that is playing on a weekday, we might hop on the show. You know, if we sure. can get it, we'll play it. But that's different. And 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 that shows like that will have almost guaranteed have more people mm-hmm. than an all local oh, deal or. Well, someone from another state that's, you know, that mid-range act that wants to come in, you know, we can't get that many people there. But a national act is a different story. Yeah, there's always factors like that that you need to consider with the weekday shows. There's a big difference between like Grey Walker playing with, um, I don't know, let's just make up a band like, you know, uh, Bloodthorn. From fucking, I love them. With the, love them. You know, Bloodthorn from fucking, uh, you know, Scranton on a Tuesday yeah. <laughs> versus, you know, us opening up for August Burns Red at the Rex Theater on a Tuesday. Those are two completely different weekday shows. Right. So, uh, you know, we're in the same boat where we don't really play weekday shows. But if it's a type of, if it's an opportunity like that where, you know, it is enough to get people out of the house, then we'll go for it. And honestly, even if it shows on a weekend, it's that you need the same mentality. Like the day of the week right, doesn't I, matter. Yeah. It's just like, right. does does this make sense regardless? Because most people don't give a fuck. You think people do. Obviously, I think more people are tending to look for things to do on the weekend than during the week. But if you have a good enough thing, people will leave work early or request off the next day or do whatever they got to do to get to that thing if it's actually worth their time right. yeah we sold you know we've we played shows on weekdays where we've sold 50 plus tickets and like for a weekday show that's yeah. pretty good you know it's hard to it's hard to sell 50 tickets for a weekend show let alone on a wednesday but like you said if it makes sense and like don't and i see a lot of a lot of bands and we we've done it too when we first started play every single show that we were asked to play you know oh yeah yeah we'll do it we're down we're down we're down but we're very selective of the shows we play now. Granted, this is all past tense stuff because nobody's playing shows right now, which sucks. But um, yeah, I just yeah, you got to be selective about the shows that you play. I think mm-hmm. even on a weekend. Yeah, I'm so so super curious about how you know moving <clears throat> forward, how promoters are going to navigate things and how venues are going to work with promoters. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Like, you know, there's there's shows that I have. You know, I have a two. I have a Sykes and New Violence show at Mister Small's Funhouse that has not been postponed in July. Uh, we're playing Millville Music Fest in August, supposedly. Same. Like, they keep yeah. announcing bands, and it's like, okay. I mean, like, I can. I hope I hope Millville is not. Can, uh, um, my fingers are crossed for that because our the punk stage got moved to the main stage at Small's. Nice last year. Last year when we played upstairs at the fun house, it was packed to the gills and there were like a line out, a line out the door. So I think because of that, they moved us to the big area yeah. and now it's like, Oh, but 
COVID. So like, I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully it's not canceled. So, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Rescheduled. I yeah. should say, I should quote rescheduled. Yeah, I got is. in trouble. Actually, Adam, Adam Valen, Valen. Yeah. Valen. Valen. You had him on the one show. Mm-hmm. I got, I, uh, <laughs> there was a, we had a show, like, like you said, everything was ready to go. We had all kind of cool stuff planned, lined up before BC, before COVID. <laughs> and, uh, uh, the, the bomb pops we were playing with, I don't know. They're, they don't know if you know who they are. No. Punk chick fronted, um, cute chick fronted punk group, bubblegum poppy stuff, you know? Okay. And, uh, the event got rescheduled and we kept, everybody kept asking us like, what's going on with this show? And this was like at the very beginning of, of mm. COVID, this COVID bullshit. So I went on and this is an error on my part because uh, I'm the tech guy. I'm supposed to know all this stuff. Well, I went and canceled the event because people kept asking me uh, if the show is still on. Well, I got a very not so happy email from Adam. Why did you cancel the show? It's supposed to be rescheduled and stuff because, and he sent me a, a, a screenshot of why, why that's a bad thing because people are now asking for refunds for their tickets mm. because it's, canceled yeah that was my fault (laughs) so whoops sorry adam i didn't mean to do that on purpose i thought it was going to be on our end only because i didn't want our fans thinking that the show was still on and it was a all-around thing you think that they'd be able to contact facebook and be like can you undo that or uncancel it well you know you you live and you learn yeah whatever just like i'm learning (laughs) about how there's this there's this picture right here that has like this really killer light glare on it. And I think, yeah. I'm, I think I'm going to take the glass out of the frame. <laughs> I'm literally going to do it right now just to see if it helps because we're, we're rounding the end of our conversation. So people oh, aren't going to, people aren't going to fucking mind this. Anytime I say that it usually ends up keep going, but I'm going to take the glass <laughs> out of this frame real quick. And while awesome. I am doing that, while people, can watch me take the glass out of the frame. Why don't you tell people uh, about, you know, Crawfo Productions, Rocky Dennis Face, where they can find some of the stuff that you do online. Cool? Okay. Yes. Go for it. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to watch him take the frame down. <laughs> just kidding. All right. Rocky Dennis Face, you can find us all over the place, anywhere music is found. Um, go like our Facebook page, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, all that good stuff. Crawford Productions is my production company where I do photography and video and all that stuff. And if you need a, um, a project done, a music video commercial for your business, um, go like my page and you can message me on there. Uh, Crawford Productions, same with Instagram at Crawford Productions. Uh, message me on any one of those and I'll get back to you as soon as humanly possible. Um, other than that, yeah, I just, uh, started a tiktok so follow me on tiktok marcus crawford 22 um i would making ridiculously dumb videos on there and using my own music that we recorded to make tiktok videos so yeah that's pretty fun too did you hear that sykes his headphones were off yo <laughs> i look said how i'm much not gonna... better that looks no glare <laughs> i said Oh, so much better. So much better. Oh, yeah. All right. Hell no yeah. No light leaks. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's it's all, you know, um, 
you you figure it out as you go, and uh, you gotta yeah, gotta you gotta you gotta take the punches. You know the whole yeah, 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 this whole yeah. episode. There's a weird glare happening in front of my hat. I will apologize for it now, but I just want to <laughs> let the people know moving forward that that glare is gone, baby. Nice and bye bye glare. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't have any sort of high tech lighting situation going on here at all. <laughs> I know that you have a nice, you have some nice fancy photography lighting set up. Uh, yes, I, I do. I, I do not have have that right now i'm literally just have a desk lamp above me right here and then just like the light in the room but fortunately since i'm using a cell phone camera as my webcam they're usually you don't they, need much light yeah they're pretty good at doing uh you know having their uh white balance and autofocus and all that stuff so <laughs> yeah but i, I do so I, I was I, telling the people i was telling the people that because i remember you talking about this on one episode too about uh tiktok and how you haven't ventured into the tiktok no, land yet no well i have and nice. uh it's surprisingly fun and hilarious like it, it's just hilarious the stuff that you can do on there and i'm gonna have fun with it and i told people to follow me Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Are you doing what kind of stuff are you doing on TikTok? Are you doing like exercise stuff? Are you doing No, yeah, a little bit of that. And like I said, I only have like four videos on there, but I um I'm doing whatever I think of. The the stupid ideas mm-hmm. in my head that I think that would be funny to me, I I, I film. Like we did um you actually reviewed one of our cover songs. We did a boys to men yeah. uh cover in EP and um one we did one of the songs was End of the Road and that's one of the ones that I sung. And uh, side note, th- your reaction was hilarious to that song because you didn't know you didn't know how serious it was or if it was like uh, I don't know if this is a joke or if it's serious. But eventually, I think you got the joke and just realized that like we did we did do it to be funny because we played a Halloween show. Yeah. Uh, one one year and that's who we were, boys to men. So a couple people asked us, you guys should record that, and we did. That and it was rules. hilarious and super fun to do. So we did it. But um, yeah, TikTok videos, I'd like sing to my dog and uh, film my bandmates walking up with our my bass player has a huge fro right now. Okay. Ben, shout out to Ben. And um, Ben's walking up to the 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 door to come and record. And I put him in slow motion and I navigate. Uh, all right. <laughs> navigate, narrate Ben. Here comes Ben walking up to the, the, the practice spot with his stylish hair and he takes a drink of his coffee. It's really stupid, hilarious stuff. Fair enough. I think. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like I think that fun. my, my flaws when it comes to TikTok come from my failures in vine and Snapchat. I am really bad at capturing things in the moment and I'm really yeah. bad at short form content. Um, and I think that it just requires a different area of creativity, a different part of the brain that I just don't utilize. And um, I guess I'm just not particularly interested in utilizing it, even if um, it would be a platform to reach out to new people. I would be yeah. reaching out to people that would be digesting content that i don't normally make you know what i mean I'd, right. it's like i'd rather right. just keep doing my podcasts and my music and those things and whoever finds me through that cool now it's like those are people that enjoy what i'm actually doing versus like 
putting time and energy into making TikToks for people that probably aren't going to give a fuck about <laughs> anything yeah. else I do. That's, that, that would be the main reason to do it for me would be as a gateway to my podcast or a gateway to my bands. But right, people right. aren't going yeah. on TikTok to find, you know, new fucking podcasts. No. It's that's no. not that's <laughs> not it. So uh, I have all the respect in, in the world to you know you and any of my other friends that are finding positive TikTokers. uses for it <laughs> my girlfriend just started using tiktok tiktok i hope it's not tiktok um tiktok i'm marcus crawford and this has been my tiktok <laughs> <laughs> um tiktok for her pottery she like throws a lot of stuff and like that's oh yeah that's super awesome for that i think if you do those sort of things and i do like visual art i do drawing and painting not as much as i used to but i think that if i did that more that could be a good use yeah. for tiktok maybe i i haven't even thought about that until just now and when i said it out loud so maybe it could be a way to channel that energy but i mean like you know i draw like one picture a month if i'm lucky these days so it wouldn't be super active but it but still could be something the cool thing about tiktok is is everything that's on your spotify or apple not yours specifically but everything that's on spotify or apple music you can use in a video without worrying about facebook muting it or yeah. you getting flagged for because yeah. going back to back in the day whenever i used to make skate videos i put Metallica songs in it and Misfits songs and you know stuff like that. I used any music that I want and that's half the battle. That's half the part that I loved about it was using songs that I love for my films and stuff. And now you can't do that. It sucks. But with TikTok, you get a little bit of leeway, not a little bit of leeway, but usually they're only like 15 seconds or 60 yeah. second well, clips I, of the song. I think that they utilized it in a really smart way because since it's, I agree. it's linking directly to Spotify um, or whatever service they're pulling the audio from, uh, the artists are still getting that the revenue from that. It's counting as a play or whatever towards yep. their thing versus yeah. like, you know, you um, ripping the audio from it. So I think that right. was fucking ingenious whoever the fuck yeah i agree and another thing for local musicians like myself i use rocky dennis face songs for my tiktok videos and then real a little rocky dennis face cd spins in the bottom right corner and it says our name so like Mm -hmm. people even and obviously younger generation which is well you know there's a lot of potential there for fans and you know customers or whatever um, they might see it and be like, oh, this is cool. Who's that? And then download our record or when, something. So. Um, it wasn't on the conversation that I had with Weird Paul, but in a separate conversation that I had with Weird Paul, uh, he was talking about doing that, how he was, you know, he has his music online and he can sing to his own songs yeah. on TikTok. Awesome. And uh, he blew up on TikTok Oh, he real kills fast. TikTok. Dude. Real he fast. Kills. It's like, hit. Yeah. see, somebody like him, it's like he doesn't have to adjust his character or his work nope. at all. No. You know what I mean? It's almost as if that platform was made for made him. Made for Weird Paul. So yeah, he and and like he has so many he has so many followers on there. There's like um like little kids know who he is. Like yeah. like my nephews know who Weird Paul is without me telling them. They're like, "Oh, yeah, that dude that 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 Weird Paul dude with the haircut." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, that's him." <laughs> like, he's one of our buddies. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. so it's 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 super super awesome. So, I think that um that bands shouldn't feel uh, or artists in general shouldn't feel obligated to have 
all of these things, but like really, right? Yeah, don't don't feel obligated. We're just psychopaths. Yeah, I and, think that, and have nine hundred accounts with five yeah. billion notifications. I think just like paying it, like like use. <laughs> just think about like what the platform actually is, and if you want to use it. Like right now, I think for artists in general across the board, I think Twitter is the most dog shit useless platform. Thank you for artists. Thank you. Um, yes, uh, but I mean, <laughs> I have one because me too. Uh, if I'm playing a show and somebody wants to promote it on Twitter, I want them to be able to tag me. And since right. I have one, now it has to be kept up to date because if I get tagged in a show that I'm playing and God forbid somebody actually clicks it to see like, you know, <laughs> who the fuck is Grey Walker? I don't yeah. want our last tweet to have been like fucking in 2017. You know, it has New to, record coming out yeah. 2016. Yeah, <laughs> it has to, but it's like since you have it, you got to keep up with it which is like yeah. it sucks like taking that Damn responsibility i think that that's <laughs> the thing that like really frightens me too about um making a tiktok or which that, that's a funny sentence the thing that frightens me about making a tiktok what a fucking sentence uh is that uh it's gonna it's gonna be another thing that's like you know i feel like whenever i commit to something i i, I do take it seriously Regar- even if it's something silly like a tiktok it's like if i'm committing yes, to this i agree same, if I'm, I'm the same way i the same way if, if i make stupid funny jokes about it but it, it is i, 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 I will need, eventually take yeah, it seriously this <laughs> needs to be like on a good schedule and i if i if i'm cause you're, you're creating a profile because you're you want growth and you want yes. to be able to build on this platform and it's like okay so i need to try and if I'm not willing to make that time. I'm better off just not even fucking doing, doing it. it. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, it's funny because I have a buddy uh, from Buffalo, Danimal Cannon, who is a chiptune guitar wizard, uh, nerdy yeah. video game dude. But yeah. um, I mean, like he's, you know, he's done music for like Pokemon. <laughs> like he's like, really? Yeah. And uh, he's toured all over, played shows in Japan, you know, <sighs> big dude. He does not have an Instagram. He only uses Twitter. Exactly. That's so. It's not for everybody. Everything's not for everybody. It's like he is a fully functioning, very well established uh, musician in the underground. Who he uses Twitter. He does not fuck with Instagram, and it blows my mind because it's like so much of what you do is so visual and right. It's not for me. You know, he's like he built his he has his Twitter his Twitter platform and he has a Facebook page and that's it. He just keeps it minimal and just focuses on that and he's very successful. So maybe there is something to kind of learn from that instead of like always trying to jump on all these platforms. It's like, you right. know, find one that works for you and just fucking just grind at that audience right. laser focused. Yeah. And I think we all have our our main ones. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like I get the most um views and 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 hits and likes or whatever on facebook i think just because that's the one i put the most stuff into although facebook is really really pissing me off lately and um i actually have that on my sykes notes uh paper that i made um because that that i'm i just i I, if i'm gonna do something i'm gonna go full force and i i wanted to have notes ready just in case but anyways yeah facebook the algorithms and stuff we don't have to get into that because you talked about that on other episodes but they're also now um compressing videos way 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 farther than they ever used to yeah so i'll upload a a 10 gigabyte movie or a three minute movie that's like a it was like a the last one i uploaded was a real estate 
virtual tour video for real estate for a house. And I uploaded, it took three hours because of the huge file that it was. And it was, you know, the master file, huge 4k 10 bit files. And it ends up coming up 360p on my phone. I'm like, well, it has to, it has, damn it. It has, have you looked at it again since? Oh, yes, yes, yes. I've checked Did, it every day. It's it's a couple weeks old. Is it still at 360? Yep. Weird. I wonder if it has to do with like how you're encoding or what is happening. Well, yeah, the bit rate is the bit rate is is definitely uh, a, a factor, but that's why I when I do upload all my other I think it was before this is BC before COVID when I would upload just to be safe, to make sure it's the best quality. We, I always use this master master file. Like it's the bare bones, raw file, not like, um, not specific for like iPhones or whatever like that. Yeah. So I would just do that. And the other ones, you know, months or weeks and months ago before COVID were always high quality, 1080 on my phone, 1440 on my computer. But now I think because of everybody's in their houses and stuff, I think they're downsizing to save space yeah. or to save, you know, whatever yeah. hard on the servers, stuff like that. I've noticed, um, just from, I mean, I upload three, four videos to Facebook a week and right, you it's, know, yeah. it's always 1080, but I've noticed now, like even after things are done processing, it's like the highest available they'll give you is 720. Yeah. So it's like, maybe yeah, I just need to stop even bothering to export this shit at fucking 1080 right. and just, export it at 720 with like a, a nice medium bit rate so it's a smaller yep. file and just fuck it like why am i wasting more time on something encoding and then uploading it if they're it's it's taking longer to upload because they're just rescaling it in the yeah, middle of the upload yeah. it's just i'm just kicking myself in the ass oh man yeah it's a pain yes and but and another thing like i want people to see and, and most people are like they watch the video and I'm going, oh, look at this. It looks terrible. And they're going, what are you talking about? It looks amazing. I'm like, yeah, yeah to you. But to, to my eyes, I want to see it, you know, as close to the original file as I possibly can. And and it's just not a thing. I just have to get that out of my head. Oh, yeah. You know? I think it's, that's really important for any artist, regardless of what your medium is. Right. Nobody is ever going to look at your art or listen to it or engage with it as much as you are. Right. Nobody ever. Nobody ever fucking thing. will. And if they do, honestly, like if you ever got into a position where somebody was like, "Dude, the the bit rate on your video looks like shit," <laughs> that's a good yeah. thing because now you know somebody's yeah. actually fucking watching. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know that. And like the GH five in like my filmmaking groups, if I would do something on there, oh, yeah. they would tear you up for that stuff. But it, it goes on back Facebook. It's not going to really matter. It Whatever. goes back to earlier when we were talking about the Zoom calls and yeah. uh, the video. Like, I could edit it out of the video of me and the guest, but you know, before I fixed it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I was like, dude, if somebody says something about it, then I'll be happy and I will fix it. But until yeah. then, I know most people don't care. So I'm just going right. to, what do they say? Don't work hard, work smart. Work smart. Yeah, 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 yeah. Smart, not hard. <laughs> so I do think now we are we're approaching ninety minutes of of yeah, talk. Nice. And I would gladly <laughs> bullshit with you for a lot longer, but it Same would be here, very brother. it would be very hypocritical of us to be talking about uh, <laughs> nerdy stuff. <laughs> not expecting people to stay at shows 
for longer than a couple hours and then upload yeah, oh, a three, yeah, right. a three hour fucking this. podcast. You know what I mean? It would be it would be a little a little funny. So I do think uh, for anybody that is still hanging out, shout outs to you. But uh, I yes, feel thank you. People might have tuned out quite a bit ago. So, uh, but that's fine. It's normal. You know, people that's only okay. have so much time, and uh, we well, got hopefully all- that you got some new followers because I I've been trying to you know get the word out there and uh posting stuff and inviting you know friends to like the pages and stuff so yeah hopefully you see some action i hope so man but you know if not now maybe it'll happen down the road whenever this comes out i'm working towards now i think after these next batches of episodes i'm just gonna start doing everything live 100 percent, 100 percent live uh because i mean i can stream live straight from here in what we're looking at and Dude, like this sounds fine. It looks fine. Why the fuck do I need to edit this in post? Why do yep. I, why 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 why? You know, it's just fuck it. Just to add a nice lot to it. No, yeah, you don't have to yeah. do that. <laughs> it, you know, I could I can I could take the audio files and like so right now I'm still recording all of our uh our individual audio tracks on my interface just, over here. Just the audio track. Just the audio. So I could right. I could I could throw some nice compression level our voices out a little bit give us similar eqs it already sounds pretty good that's something that i probably am gonna have to fuck with more if i'm using if i'm having a remote conversation and someone is using their uh phone mic or something like that we are both using you know audio (laughs) you know equipment yeah i think i think i said before it's gonna be all downhill (laughs) from here so uh you know i i I I feel like I wanted to uh one of the things with this was like this was gonna be a test episode for recording like this, but you're probably the only person that I have <laughs> in the lineup that's capable of doing this. So cool. That, that makes me feel yeah, good. Maybe I'll yeah, <laughs> I, whatever, dude. But no, dude, I appreciate uh you taking the time wanting to come on. I appreciate you reaching out. I appreciate, you know, even just like, you know, you took some photos of us. I think that was basically like how we came into contact with each other was from yeah, yeah, yeah. at the Ormsby show. Um, yep. You know, you took some photos, reached out. I think we may have said hi at the show. I don't remember. It was very like, it's a yeah. show in chaos. But uh, yeah. that was like when I first started seeing your name popping up and things like that. And then I realized that you were in Rocky Dennis face, which I think I had already known about prior from, you know, stuff being sent into the podcast. So it was cool right. to make those connections and... Yeah, good to, good to meet I'm, you. Yeah, I'm glad we finally got to do it, it and it, finally yeah. got to cross paths, as we said before. Yeah, That's yeah, cross. We haven't yet. It, it happened eventually, and now we've crossed digital paths. I don't know. If now we'll, we're boys, man. We're boys. We're now. boys. I don't know if we'll ever. Hopefully, we'll get to do it in person. Fucking yeah. play a show. We'll slam I some hope. monsters and just fucking kick some ass. Hell yes. <laughs> I can't drink monster, man. That stuff makes my chest hurt yeah yeah some people i mean it's straight up sugar water yeah i just don't i don't really fuck with much sugar at all honestly i think the most beer that the most sugar i probably intake is like any sugar that's in beer yeah yeah and then people that know known me for years have known that i'm a sugar fiend sour patch kids (laughs) to the face all day long like i'm insane i love it it, dude (laughs) all right well hey man i'm gonna do my outro and i'm gonna let you get the fuck out of here cool let's do a let's do it can we do a pretend um thumbnail a pretend thumbnail. Can we do a pretend thumbnail for the for do the. Do we want to plan thing? the like, thumbnail? Like we're like we're laughing or something <laughs> at each other. Yeah, I mean, normally okay. I just find like the screen cap, <laughs> but if you want to do like a staged one, we can. Yeah, yeah, I thought it'd be funny. Okay, all right, three, <laughs> two, one, go. Okay, cool. That That's was gonna it. be a good one. <laughs>
And that is all, folks. Thanks so much for listening. One more time, Marcus Crawford. Thank you so much for being here. I'll be back again next week with another episode. Same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat. 2020. Thanks for listening. And then I will fade this out. And we, we are done. That's it. That's a podcast. That's a fucking podcast, my friend. Nice.